your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, today we're talking about the inner child, and we're talking about aggression, tantrums, and trauma. You know, have you ever looked at your adult partner and seen them act like a six-year-old? That's because part of them in their emotional makeup and their emotional IQ is frozen. And it's frozen in time back to a certain age where they were fairly traumatized and their emotion never grew up. And so many times people come from parts of their childhood where they have developed skill sets of emotions that basically they just continue to use throughout their life. And that childish inner child has to be parented and it has to grow up to join that person's adult life. But a lot of people do not do that. They maintain their childish behavior no matter how it looks or how destructive it is and even teach their children through doing that to them. And so it's amazing. You know, destructive behavior takes a whole lot of different forms. There's uh, the subtle self-sabotage to self-defeating patterns to passive hostility, which is called passive aggressive to severe self-destructive symptoms, violent aggression, and sometimes just plain evil. You know, commonly, uh, most destructive behavior in adults is is impetuous, it's impulsive, it's got a really child-acting uh, uh, type of narcissistic temper tantrums. And, uh, you know, that, that infantile neediness, the dependency, the dread of abandonment, all comes out in this adult person. And witnessing that can actually be very scary and very sad, especially if you're a child watching your adult parent uh, act probably less, <laughs> less emotionally equipped than you are as a child. And, it, you know, that irresponsible and angry refusal to be an adult is called basically the Peter Pan syndrome. Or, you know, it's a complex. It's kind of an archetypal notion of a male and a female uh, type of child. And it provides the basis for what's coming to, to, to pop psychology and self-help movements. You know, and, and what is it? You know, what is this inner child? You know, it's, it is very, very real. Not literally, nor physically, but figuratively and metaphorically, it's absolutely real. And, and it's like uh, complexes in general, a psychological or phenomenological reality, an extraordinarily powerful one. Indeed, most mental disorders and destructive behavior patterns are, well, as Freud uh, once put it, is intimidated, more or less related to an unconscious part of ourselves. You know, we're, we were all once children and still have that child dwelling within us. But most adults are quite unaware of this. And the lack of consciousness related to our inner child is exactly where so many behavioral, emotional, and relationship difficulties stem from. And so the fact is that the majority of so-called adults are not truly adults at all. I mean, we all get older. You know, anyone 
with a little luck, you can do that. But uh, psychologically speaking, this is not adulthood. True adulthood hinges on acknowledging, accepting, taking responsibility for loving and parenting your own inner child. You know, for most adults, this never happens. Instead, their inner child has been denied, neglected, disparaged, abandoned, rejected. And, and that may have started in childhood, but it sticks with us. And so as adults, it just moves on through our life. And then damage is done enormously because people want to trust us emotionally. But a person who's not uh, grown up and developed their emotions into an adult uh, holistic life what basically happens is this inner child will just run roughshod over all the trusting relationships this person has. And by the way, the inner child wants power, so they like to make decisions. And so when people make emotional decisions, they tend to regret them and they second guess them. And then they, then they look at themselves in a negative light. But these inner child uh, temper tantrums are forcing people into an idea that they are going to get their way no matter what, no matter how, by the way they are acting. And, and, and it's really sad to see it, but people freeze. They freeze into that inner child, and when they get into to an anger moment, that child may come out. When they get into a moment where they're denied something that they want, the inner child might come out. You know, uh, when they're hangry, their inner child may come out. And so, you know, these the these lost and lonely and inferior and insecure feelings are prevalent. And that's what people see when that inner child bursts out into the scene. And if you're a leader or a parent or a spouse or an uncle or an aunt or a grandma and grandpa, and you're still doing this crap, you need to grow up. You need to parent that inner child, make yourself feel safe for yourself. And, and we're going to talk about how to fix this. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's a lot of people will fall back on this issue. And, and, and you know, if you look at today, it's even exacerbated because of COVID and people are locked up in their house. They've got all these rules they have to follow, the masks. I mean, it's crazy, but people will blow up on each other and this inner child does not grow up. And so it's really important for us to come to grips with what part of our uh, lives do we display an inner child and how much damage has come from that, you know, like having affairs or doing stupid stuff or spending money frivolously. You know, that's the kind of stuff a kid would do. You know, and, and sometimes they, the inner child needs love, needs acceptance, needs protection, nurturance, understanding, you know, just as we did when we were children. So as pseudo adults, we uh, 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 futilely attempt to force others into fulfilling these infantile needs for us. But this is doomed to failure. And what we didn't sufficiently receive in the past from our parents as children must be confronted in the present. And so painful though it may be, these past traumas, basically the sadnesses, the disappointments, and the depression can't be changed. And it must be accepted if that is what we experienced in our childhood. But that doesn't mean that's what we have to be as adults. You know, we have to hold ourselves accountable. As adults, we have to hold other people accountable sometimes as adults. We have to have boundaries for ourselves, and that's important. You know, our integrity is the only thing 
that makes us attractive when we get older. And so it's important to understand if you do not manage your integrity and manage this inner child, you can find yourself in a very, very frustrating uh, position later on in life where people do not want to attach to you. People do not want to show up when you're at the nursing home or at the hospital. They don't want to have to deal with your temper tantrums. And so sadly, a lot of people that have this inner child and never step into the adult life, never take the opportunity to harness this energy, they will destroy their integrity. And, 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 and you know, if you think about it, your adult life, you know, you you personally learn and evolve. And so we have to evolve as adults to manage our behavior because the one thing that is so important to all relationships, including your marriage, is that we are emotionally safe. And that means we're good listeners, and that means we're not trying to be a child on the center stage. You know, a childlike inner child behavior would be somebody that gives you the silent treatment for a long time. A lot of couples do that. They'll, they'll just not talk to each other for several days and ignore each other. Well, that's child. That's the inner child doing its thing right there. You know, if we're yelling at our children, that's our inner child. You know, if, 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 if we're trying to uh, make a scene because we want to do something and nobody else wants to, that's your inner child. You know, what does working with and healing this entail? You know, it's important to understand that it, as we look at this concept of an inner child, there's there's a whole lot of meanings, you know, but but we have to get better acquainted. And Carl Jung, which was a psychologist back in 1875, to I think he died in like 61, he was really considered the first to have really coined the term inner child, which which is a, a divine child archetype is among many, uh, as far as Jung would say. You know, rejecting the idea that we come into this world as a blank slate, Jung basically instead thought that people have predestined primordial images within their subconscious, and the Jungian archetypes are manifestations of that collective unconscious potentials that are realized when they enter the consciousness, and they take form as a behavior, and I know this is very wordy and scientific or whatever, but you know they, 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 they take a form of these behaviors and interactions with the outside world, and so this is this inborn conscious driver of our behavior, which one would call our will, your will, and, and that's part of what we are born with. And so in the popular psychology, that inner child is akin to an unconscious subpersonality that consists of what a person learned and experienced in the earliest years of their life. So that personality, that inner child, is subordinate to the conscious mind, yet it influences the mind because it's got this negative energy from being traumatized, wounded, or anxious. And so anytime we rub up against situations where that child was traumatized or anxious or felt unsafe or wounded, that's when we're going to find that creeping into our adult life. And that's where the damage is done. And so it's really important for us to come to grips with this. You know, if we uh, uh, think of ourselves as a person that is self-actualized, that means we've moved through our childhood into our adult life and now are taking full accountability for who we are. And that's an important thing. 
You know, it, it, even if you look from the laws of karma, you know, this unfulfilled desires of our past life compel our rebirth to the present. Even they believe in the inner child, but the child may have been a child from many, many, many generations in previous life. You know, even the Buddhists uh, want us to heal the inner child. The cry we hear from deep within our heart comes from the wounded child within, and that's tiknakhaha. Hana, sorry, tried to try to do that, but I'm a terrible uh, pronouncer of other languages. So, you know, it, it's uh, it's our life work to stop, notice, and listen to this child, and that is the part of the healing the inner child from the Buddhist perspective. And also, we have to reparent the child within us, and that's another Buddhist psychology. You know, that the divided uh, consciousness is the mind of the consciousness, or our active awareness. And then our root consciousness, similar to the subconscious where we have seeds of, of karma that are basically stored in the, where the inner child resides. And we can strengthen our mind through meditation by doing even the deepest daily activities of awareness so that we can reparent that inner child. But that takes a sense of peace, a sense of looking back, a sense of understanding ourselves and understanding what our thoughts are. And being able to tame those thoughts and be able to manage those thoughts so we don't do great damage to our relationships and our lives. You know, uh, we are a patchwork of developmental stages that we pass through. And, and as we move through those stages, sometimes we get frozen in those stages, and that can create a lot of problems. For instance, if you have a child that was unsafe, if they were unsafe during a pocket of time in their childhood with their parents and their family, what you will tend to find is they will have a life with uh, basically anxious attachment. So that means they wobble. Every once in a while, they have an, a trust issue with people. They have a hard time trusting. And so they wobble back and forth because they're afraid to attach because they were not safe when they were younger. Therefore, if my parents can't make me feel safe, how can anyone else make me feel safe? And then they go into life like that. you know. But if you acknowledge your inner child and you begin to heal it, you first have to understand what the triggers are. And so that's important for us to be very mindful and very honest about ourselves. What are the triggers that make this child come out? You know, is it fighting? Is it conflict? Maybe it is. You know, is it being selfish? Uh, maybe it is. You know, is it always doing what I want to do first before everybody else, even my spouse? That's an inner child. And so, you know, if you can briefly set aside the inner child, just think of a few key childhood experiences that may have been traumatic, that may be the way to self-discovery. And, and while some were probably positive, others may have hurt or upset you at times. But perhaps you still carry that emotional pain from those events today. Maybe some of your, maybe a, a bunch of your friends abandoned you, or maybe some of them turned on you suddenly, and you didn't even know why. You know that could be something where you're scared. You're scared in life, and so you're afraid, and you spend your life being afraid of of losing friends or maybe losing money, losing your job, whatever that kind of stuff is. That's where that inner child is playing a circus in your brain. You know, if you can acknowledge that some things make you immature and accept things that cause you pain in your child, you bring these things to light, and that can help you understand the impact and help you manage the triggers. 
you know, many people do find it helpful, even soothing, to address their inner child as they would a living person. So, you know, don't be afraid to give it a try because we want to be whole. We want to be able to trust ourselves. We want to be able to trust other people. We don't want to make emotional decisions. We don't want to have to uh, uh, take responsibility for our our uh, childish behaviors. For instance, some people, their inner child comes out when they're overwhelmed and they start blaming everybody else for whatever's happening. And they go crazy and they say stupid things and they pull things from years and years in the past. But that is that inner child and it's thumping at your door when you're making these temper tantrums. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that you might notice about yourself that you get angry over unmet needs. You, you have fear of abandonment or rejection. You have insecurity, you have vulnerability, guilt or shame, anxiety. These are all ingredients that come from, and anxiety is fear, by the way, that come from the inner child. And if you can trace these feelings back to specific events, you may realize similar situations in your adult life trigger the same responses. So your partner suddenly becomes busy with work and doesn't have time for the big night out you'd planned. So while you know they'd prefer to spend time with you, you still feel rejected and frustrated. And your disappointment manifests in a childlike way, and you stomp off to your room or you do a temper tantrum with that person and make them feel guilt and shame because you put a great effort into setting up that evening but have no fluidity or flexibility to respect the fact that things do change in your partner's life. You know, consider what happened through the eyes of your inner child. That can offer you some really important insight. You know, uh, if you realize your partner's sudden need to work made you feel just you did when your parents canceled plans or play dates, even your birthday party, because they're busy schedules, that is the inner child at play. You know, listening to your feelings of your inner child and letting yourself experience them instead of pushing them away helps you identify and validate and the distress in your experience and helps you come to grips with understanding what you need to do to manage yourself. You know, there, there's questions you want to ask, and, and meditation can be a great method of opening yourself up for answers. So it's important for us to come to grips with the idea that we do have an inner child and we don't want to be represented by that inner child. Um, it's very important for us to represent ourselves in our adult life where we are. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. 
Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about the inner child, aggression, tantrums, and trauma. You know, it's really amazing that if you can think of yourself and of children, when children throw temper tantrums, when they show anger, sometimes that is the only emotion they know to share And so they use anger to represent frustration or I'm hungry or I'm lonely or I'm tired or, you know, I want attention. Whatever that is, it may just come out as anger. And that's because they have not learned a huge emotional vocabulary. There's many families that don't have much of an emotional vocabulary and parents that don't have much of an emotional vocabulary. So what happens is children have a hard time identifying their feelings when they come out of a family like that. You know, uh, emotions, positive or negative, are meant to be experienced and expressed. But many times, if you don't learn a vocabulary of emotions and don't know exactly what your emotions are and identifying them and how to use them, we are not developing meaning in our life. If we do not come to grips with our emotions, we have to understand that our emotions are the universal language where all of us understand each other. And people that do not have emotional IQ have a very hard time navigating this life because they don't know what they feel and they don't know how to create feeling or meaning with other people. And so oftentimes, like with autism, Rage will be the representative emotion for everything. Unfortunately, that is a sad way to live, but many people live that way. But that leaves us with a childlike inner child vocabulary in any emotional moment. So we have to use our relationships as a way to to unveil our emotions and come to grips with understanding our emotional vocabulary. You know, meditation helps you practice and acknowledge sitting with feelings that come up in your life and just witnessing them before they before they make you uh, create a lot of damage. You know, accepting emotions is very important and you'll find it easier to express them in healthy ways. And so this helps validate your inner child's feelings by sending the message that it's okay to have emotions and it's also okay to let them out. 
You could also try loving kindness meditation, send feelings of love to your child's self. And that's another way to help heal your inner child. You know, it's also journaling. Many, many people find journaling a great way to sort through challenging or confusing experiences and emotional uh, uh, turmoil. You know, if you keep a journal, you might already uh, get a lot of benefit from the coping strategy. Just as journaling can help you recognize patterns of your adult life that you want to change, journaling from the perspective of your inner child can help you identify where that child lives in your personality and what triggers that inner child. You know, you set yourself aside and maybe you channel that child so you can get to know how to parent them. And once you're in the right mindset, you know, you want to write down a few memories and, and any emotions you associate with those events. And try not to think too carefully about what you're writing. Just let it flow. But what's important is you want to identify in your adult life what parallels those experiences in your child life. And notice, is my child, inner child coming out during those events in my adult life? And so, you know, it, it, our adulthood... It has a whole bunch of responsibilities, but relaxation and playfulness are both essential components of good mental health. And so that that playfulness is when our inner child can come out and that relaxation can be when our inner child comes out. So if your childhood lacked positive experiences, getting back in touch with your playful side, making time for fun can help heal the pain of missing out on what you needed as a child. So it's okay for that inner child to come become blended with you. It's just important that as an adult, we don't let it want to let it run us. And it's also important to enjoy small pleasures like ice cream or, or games with your partner or children or laughter with friends. You know, whatever you do, making regular time for fun and lightheartedness in your life can help rekindle the positive emotions of your childhood. You also want to, you know, healing doesn't always have a, a defined end. It's often more of an open-ended process. So this may continue all the way to the end of your life. But it's important that as you come to grips with it, now you have more control in your life, you have more quality of life, and you have more integrity in your life. You know, if you start that process of reaching out to your inner child, you can actually teach other people how to reach that part of themselves. And you can, you know, cultivate this awareness and continue listening and, 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 and push yourself's guidance towards it and help others recognize when they're having the same issue that you have, you know, uh, uh, uh. You may come across also things that you've forgotten in your past that happened to you that affect your life today, which also can be very healing, especially if it was a traumatic memory. You know, staying tuned to that inner child can lead to more complete sense of self, boost your confidence and your motivation. And it can also reinforce a connection you've opened by affirming your intent to continue listening, offering love and compassion, working to heal any wounds that remain open. Also, past trauma can cause a lot of distress. And so therapists intend to, to create a safe place for you to begin navigating. And sometimes therapy might be a good place to, to investigate your inner child and actually delve into that. 
you know, therapists typically recognize how childhood experiences and other events affect your life, your relationships, your overall well-being. But not all types of theory, th uh, therapy prioritizes the expectations or the exploration of past events. Uh, sometimes they just take you at today. However, this inner child work can be very, very healing. And cognitive behavioral therapy is considered a very effective treatment uh, uh, for the inner child, but it generally focuses on your experiences in the present. However, it also explores your reactions when they don't fit where what they would be as an adult. And so, you know, if, if you do want to do that kind of exploration, uh, specifically focusing on the process of how that inner child is woven into your life, it's also it's something that that would help you uh, recognize your needs for love, recognition, praise, other types of emotional support go unmet with an inner child. And so the trauma that results can can go well into your adult life, but it's never too late to heal. And by learning to nurture your inner child, you can validate these needs and learn to fill them in your adult life as an adult, you know. It's a part of ourselves that's been present ever since we were conceived, uh, even through utero and all the developing years after where we were young and developing into tender selves like a baby, an infant, toddler, young child, middle school years, high school, college. All of that has developmental stages, and some of us may be even traumatized in, uh, in our uh, college years. And if that takes place, then that inner child will take over in parts of your life that are triggered by the events that happened maybe in your college years. But, you know, <laughs> fears and tantrums and neglect and significant loss, all of that can affect us and take us back in time emotionally. And it can be hard to pinpoint the exact event that's tugging us, but we can start to notice our internal patterns that have left us subconsciously uh, a, a, a basic trail to where the roots are, that where this behavior comes from. You know, each of us have an inner child inside of us, but do you know your inner child? Do you really know that you have that part of you? Or are you lacking the ability, you know, to, to uh, uh, um, <laughs> are you too loyal to the symptom of having an inner child to even recognize that you have that? You know, it is in our subconscious and it picks up messages way before it was able to fully process the messages. And so it holds emotions and memories and beliefs from the past as well as hopes and dreams for the future. And sometimes that comes out to expectations in which we don't communicate because they come from our inner child. So maybe we expect our partner to uh, give us a hug or a kiss or to, to, to read the crystal ball to understand what we need. And then we throw a temper tantrum because we don't get that. But that may be an unconscious, subconscious uh, operating system. And that may come from there. And those expectations, when they're not met, and their childish expectations, or their very much hard to get or hard to achieve expectations, that creates depression. Fear creates anxiety. And so we have to understand that children can be fearful. And when they're fearful, they also can be frightful. They also can be temperamental. And so, you know, fear is a major trigger of the inner child, danger is a major trigger of the inner child. 
um, you know, expectations can be a major trigger of the inner child. And if these things are not healed and the child doesn't feel healed, we as adults don't heal. So we want to identify where are we coming from when that inner child is acting out. You know, our our people are fascinating excited oftentimes when you bring up inner child work and how we all have this inside of us. And when we make space for that inner child healing, we often see a shift in healing and overall improvement towards the clarity of yourself and greater treatment progress. It's very important for us to identify that. You know, it, it, that inner child remembers the sweet smell of, of uh, grandma's cooking or people hugging us, or you know, the, the the look of pride that we received when we were younger, or feeling our hearts brimming with joy and love when when one of our like our dad looked at us or took us and did something with us when they very rarely did. You know, they remember feeling invited to a friend's birthday party or feeling so happy and confident. Also, you know, the, 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 in the, in the, often when salty tears run down our cheek, when mom had left the house to, to, to go uh, see a friend or whatever, and then we don't see her for a while, that can be really scary. You know, feeling dumb when somebody scoffed at us or treated us poorly as a child, or, or when we started our, our first job and we had a irresponsible and evil boss that may affect us in, as far as work for the rest of our life. You know, this is we have to understand when we are teenagers, when we're wanting something uh, so badly, especially to belong to a friend or to a group that can be very damaging when it doesn't take place. And so, you know, when our feelings are crushed and betrayed, when we're hurt or ignored or lied to, that can cause that inner child to come out. One of the places most often where the inner child can be seen and how the inner child can be seen is how they handle trust issues. Trust issues are major, major, major triggers of all conflict is rooted in the inability to trust. When we have trust issues, we have conflict. And that inner child can really turn uh, those trust issues into enormous explosions and do enormous damage if the inner child is the one that's responding to a trust issue. You know, our inner child is always communicating with with us, and, and it can be either calm and content for the most part, or it can be act out, make things a bit uh, difficult, you know, stand in the way of healthy relationships, organizational skills, self-regulation, you know, that can be a very difficult thing if you have a major inner child problem with yourself and you're in a committed relationship. That in itself can cause enormous damage to both people simply because that inner child has not been healed. And you need to identify where is this person coming out in me? Where is this kid doing damage to my life because if you want to manage your integrity you want to keep your relationships you want to keep the loved ones in your life you want to have great relationships with your children you really need to understand where this inner child is at play and also you may notice that you're experiencing fear perfectionism anxiety avoiding certain people places or experiences these are all ways your inner child is attempting to feel safe and so when the inner child is running the show, 
it'll choose behaviors, choices, and thoughts based on unconscious beliefs and memories from the past and based on what the inner child, uh, inner self would need to feel safe. And often the inner, uh, inner child does not have access to the adult self reality and may not know about how adult life is different now or how things have changed. You know, oftentimes when a person says, I logically understand what I have to do, but I don't understand emotionally what I have to do, that says that they're rooted right then in their inner child. That is where the problem is. And so we need to understand what would an adult do and try that instead of what your inner child would do. You know, your, your inner child can be walking around with a whole lot of pain and you feel like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. But if your inner child lived with uh, instability, uncertainty, it may hold back from making changes. So people that are afraid of change may have had hard times changing when they were a child. And, and you may notice that there's a lot of fear about trying new things. However, you know, if you're wanting to move on with your life, you'll probably feel torn. But you have to understand that life is a faith-based venture. It's not fear-based. It's faith-based. You take leaps of faith when you get married. You take leaps of faith when you have children. When you get a job, go to college. All these big decisions, even small decisions, are leaps of faith. And that is an important thing for us to understand that that is how life is lived. But the inner child gets in the way of our leaps of faith or it will encourage bad leaps of faith and then we have regret. And so we have to be so careful with how we manage ourselves. All right, we're going to take another break and we're going to come back to getting to know this inner child. So come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about this inner child, these temper tantrums and aggression and trauma that comes from our childhood. You know, we get stuck, you know, because one part of us, that inner child, seeks safety and consistency. And then there's another part of us that seeks possibility, connection, and adventure. In our adult life, we need to be more affiliated with the possibility of connection and adventure. And we need to be connected to possibility and and faith. If we live in fear, that's our inner child. You know, that's where anxiety exists in our inner child. That's where depression exists in our inner child, where great disappointments happen in our life. You know, you you can really find a middle ground and get unstuck so that you can move past these blockages. So if you want to cultivate a balance of creativity and flexibility, responsibility, connectivity and consistency, it's really important for your adult self and child self to meet and get to know each other. And this is the first step to creating a collaborative team, one in which your adult needs and your inner child needs are also met. It's very important that we begin to ask your adult self to be a little more open and a little more vulnerable in order for your inner child to come out of hiding and share about what is going on and what is needed. And we need to be open to hearing and seeing its story. It's curious about its life, its hopes, its dreams, its fears, its worries. We want your inner child to begin developing a trusting relationship that your life is guided by your adult self, not by your inner child. And we want to hear about these things, these wishes, these words, as well as the pain and the sadness and the fears and the worries. We want to hear about it, but we don't want to live in it. That's the problem. Often we see that when the inner child has has someone like an adult you who truly cares and slows down and is present with it, it can calm down and feel the feelings it had to shove away for years. And it's often recommended to do this work with, with, with somebody who's a professional who works with inner child, you know, and, and childhood emotional neglect and emotional pains can come into your life and create havoc within a marriage, within a relationship, with your relationship with your children, with your relationship with your parents. And, and there's a whole lot of different ways to offer support and kindness and healing. You know, it may be uh, to tell a story that's kept a secret for years. It may be the need to show you the loss and the grief it experienced years ago so we can deal with it in our adult life. 
your inner child may want to show you its needs for love and attention and you to find ways to get those needs met in your life before you move on with with some kind of project or something that takes you away from your family you know once the inner child knows it has your attention and you're doing your best to offer it love and provide it with its needs it'll often be more open to you and it may need more physical and emotional safety, more attention in the way you're taking care of your mind, your body, your soul, your healing, your past pains, your setting boundaries in life, shifting who you spend time with. This often uncovers uh, whatever is truly important. Who you spend time with involuntarily as friends may be reflective of your inner child. And we've seen how a lot of symptoms shift and clients begin working past and through these stuck points where they're not living in fear, where they're not being stuck and afraid to change, where now they're taking chances, you know, having hope, uh, 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 diving into a relationship, diving into a friendship, diving into becoming a great parent, active with their children. So their children don't have this damaged inner child in their life that they grow up with. You know, they, you know, so, some people start showing up to work instead of being late, and some people have relationships with confidence and, and more comfortably ask for what they need. You know, that's another place where an inner child is at play, when you don't ask for what you need. You know, needs are a lot different than wants. Wants are great, but needs are needs, and needs are emotional, and so that is the place where your inner child comes from. You know, it's interesting. If you think about life itself and you think about the love languages that, that are talked about, you know, like giving gifts or, or spending time together or, or, you know, affection and love and intimacy or, you know, no, uh, telling a person how great they are, you know, things like that. These are love languages and these are emotional needs that come from our inner child. And what we need to understand is it's our adult responsibility in a relationship to honor that part of ourselves that has a need emotionally for things like validation. It's important that the partner recognizes that inner, that inner child part of us and that love language part of us because that's, that's accepting our inner child and making it safe. Very important to understand people's love languages if you want to understand the whole person. You know, by success, we don't, we don't really need to be measured by being famous or rich, but people who have love and feel content to be in their skin, people that have a sense of peace and feel fulfilled. You know, a healthier inner child is a rich love. And connections, mentally, feeling fulfilled in their sense of meaning, able to tolerate the pains of ups and downs of life. You know, successful people aren't just those who are smart and made it. You know, successful refers to those who are emotionally regulated and have a good relationship with their emotions and have a calm inner child. That is how we become whole. That is how we enjoy our life. That's how we have hope. And that's how we take chances. And that's how we reach other people in our life and affect them in a positive way. When our inner child is calm, we get the green light to go ahead and try new things. 
We know we can tolerate failure or mess-ups. We can deal with minor amounts of shame without getting gobbled up with fear. You know, we know we're steady. We don't need to act impulsively. We don't need to get stuck in our pursuit to get approval from other people. We need to motivate ourselves. Motivation comes from emotion. Motivation means what I'm doing has meaning for me. If it's something hard that you have to do in this life, you have to have an emotion behind it. And it could be a negative emotion, but you know, it's nice when it's a positive emotion. You know, I want to I want to be an expert so people seek me for this information that I'm going to learn or for this knowledge that I have. That's how a person is sought and that can be a very important ingredient for that person's life if they do hard and invest their time in doing that and use their emotions to do that. But you know, if our inner child feels safe and steady, it allows us to blossom. It's like an anchor. You know, if, if the inner child feels wobbly as adults, we will feel insecure, disoriented, disorganized, and when our inner child feels steady, its anchor is deeply rooted and we feel and come across more clear, comfortable and comfortable, confident and comfortable. You know, you know, you have to know that your inner child has some pains and you need to identify that, you know, feelings of shame or guilt or pain, chronic overworking, needing to achieve and get approval. That's coping with life. That's not living. You're either doing or you're being. Do you want to do all the time or do you want to be? And, and it's more often that we are so effective when we become who we are and we be, we exist, and we feel our existence. You know, the, the, the inability to be present in the moment means an inner child's at play. You know, re, uh, regular anxiety and fear is part of an inner child. Rigid, you know, perfectionism, inner child. You know, difficulty noticing and celebrating wins in life, inner child, unhealthy relationship patterns or avoiding relationships and love. That's inner child self-sabotage, you know, addictive behaviors, gaining weight, inner child, you know, underachieving, rumination, self neg negative self-talk. You know, ways to work with your healing of your inner child are important. So here's what you want to do. You want to utilize activities to start feeling, a, you know, a little bit more time in order to undo the numbing. You know, you want to work on reducing anxieties and fears by processing fearful memories and experiences and develop healthy relationships that allow you to feel safe and steady in the world. And that begins with the relationship with yourself. You want to create a warm, inviting environment so that that inner child could come out and heal. You know, well, you want to create structure and nourish self-care by having steady patterns of working out and feeding and sleeping and hygiene, sex. And you want to develop clear emotional, energetic time and physical boundaries. You know, if we have passions and hobbies and purpose in, as a part of our life, our inner child can be part of that celebration, very much so. You know, you want to shift those beliefs. You know, what do you feed yourself? Do you feed yourself a negative narrative about yourself? Or do you feed yourself positive narratives? Or is it mixed? And are they effective? Are they helpful? You know, this, this thing about inner child, not everybody, sadly, is in touch with this. And we need to connect with that. It's because we're dealing with a problem rooted in early wounding or experience. And are, are we carrying that into our marriage? 
Are we carrying to that to our children? Are we carrying that to our treating our adults from our inner child? You know, where is this stuff coming from? We need to have an adventure in our life where we come to grips with where our inner child is truly managing us. You know, as that grows, you know, we we become whole. You know, even if you look at some of these uh, philosophers like uh, Nietzsche, you know, Frederick Nietzsche, in every real man, a child is hidden that wants to play. Is That's a quote, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> a lot of people think their inner child wants to take over the world. So that's Mark Foster. You know, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's really important for us to also let that inner child be a part of our life. That means we be playful. We have fun. We do fun things. We let go, and we teach other people to let go. That's important because they can develop a much better quality of life. If we're in touch with our inner child and let ourselves experience our inner child, what's beautiful about that is that other people's inner child will come out and maybe heal also. You know, uh, if you look at your childhood trauma and you think about as a whole, were you bullied? Were there financial turbulence? Was there divorce? Was there car accidents? Death of a loved one? You know, unstable housing? Lack of predictability? Isolation? Separation? You know, those all, all of those things create a lot of anxiety in people. And then, then what they can help, what they end up doing is self-sabotage, self-defeating. Passive-aggressive means they hold it in like a teapot and then they blow it out and they act like they're crazy and then nobody trusts them. You know, uh, uh, emotional suppression or repression, insecure attachment, trouble sleeping. All of this can be the inner child just needing to come out and be understood and be nurtured. It's very important for us as adults to build compassion, understand our pains, understand how we're behaving with our compassion, how we behave with our pain, how we love ourselves. And if you want to love yourself, you need to learn how to say no to things that hurt you. You want to learn how to play. But the big thing is you want to take responsibility. And that's an adult. And we also want to reparent the inner child to be the adult that manages our inner child. It's very important for us to take responsibility because it's a key uh, component for healing. And that means we're also responsible for that inner child when it is at play and doing damage in our life. You know, if we take responsibility for that part of ourselves, we are instigating healing. And that, my friends, is the great thing that can make our life so much better. Okay, that's our show. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. You know, I love hearing from you. And you can do that at voiceamerica.com, the Empowerment Channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, confidence is silence. Insecurity is loud. Also, the difference between immaturity and genius is that genius has limits. And that's Albert Einstein. Also, immature is a word that boring people use to describe fun people. <laughs> also, if money grew on trees, women would not mind dating monkeys. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. 
Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 